Woo, man. Ain't you glad you got a God that looks out for you today? Amen. I'm glad we got a God that looks out for us today. Stand with me all over this house. Turn to the word of the Lord today. Amen. It feels good in here. Praise God. There's nothing like his presence. Amen. There's nothing like the presence of the Almighty today. How many is thankful for the presence of the Lord today? Amen. It's a privilege today to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's a privilege today to be gathered with the saints of the Most High God. you don't count it a privilege today, something is off. Amen. If you don't count it a privilege today, something is wrong in your spirit. Amen. I just wonder if all over this house, if we could just give the Lord another great big hand clap of praise. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place, and we are a privileged people today. Amen. Brother Mike, can you shut that off and bring me that phone real quick? I'm thankful today for the very special moves of God we've been having in his house. And Sometimes I think we get so accustomed to... Being in the presence of the Lord, thank you, sir. To being in the presence of the Lord, that it becomes something that we just take for granted. And we begin to think that it's just something that automatically is going to happen. But can I tell you, you're the ones who usher in the presence of the Lord in this place. You're the ones who usher in the presence of the Lord in this place. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful to be in the presence of the Lord today. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. If you're not standing, stand with me today as we turn to the word of the Lord. I want to turn your attention to the book of Proverbs. I'm close to where Brother PJ was abiding a few moments ago. And I want to talk today about something that the Lord has placed on my heart. Amen. And I I appreciate, amen, the Lord speaking to us, the Lord moving upon us, and the Lord dealing with us in a very special way. I want to turn your attention to the book of Proverbs, the 30th chapter. Proverbs 30. I'm going to be reading just four, five simple verses of Scripture. Nothing too profound today. Just a little reminder from the Lord. 
the book of Proverbs, the 30th chapter and the 24th verse. When you get there, shout out yes. Proverbs 30 and 24, the word of the Lord says, There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. They're little, but they're wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The conies are but a feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no king, but yet they go forth all of them by bands. Right here's where I want to talk to you for just a few moments on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. And the spider taketh hold with her hands. She is in king's palaces. For a subject today, I have chosen this. The spider in the palace. Don't get freaked out. That thing's not going to jump off that screen on you. That's a pretty good picture of a spider, though. My brother, we got good sound, man, good media, man, in this church. Amen. Brother media, brother sound back there. Amen. We appreciate them. Uh, For the next few moments, I want to speak to you on this topic, the spider in the palace. Can we lay our Bibles down in our seats? And for just a moment, let's offer up some corporate praise of Brother... Doug was talking about just a few moments ago. Come on, praise him with your neighbor for just a moment. Come on, I know you'll praise God, you'll worship God by yourself if you have to, but right now, you don't have to. We're we're the body of Christ. This is some corporate praise and corporate worship. Lift up your voice unto the Lord and give him a shout out of praise all over this house today. Is he good? Is he good today? The Lord is good. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised today. Hallelujah. Amen. We're the body of Christ today. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. The spider in the palace. The spider in the palace. We have all set our sights on things that wow us. We have all set our sights on things that amaze us. This is the reason why we travel, vacation, go to places like we did a month ago when we drove down to Kentucky to see the ark because we stood there in front of that life-size ark that was drawn to the exact measurements that the Bible gives us, and we stood back in awe and just looked at the massive size of that ark. We all turn our attention to the things that amaze us. Everybody loves to be wild. We love a bright, clear, starry sky. Everybody loves a colorful rainbow at the conclusion of a violent storm. Everybody loves a beautiful sunset looking across the calm, glassy lake. There's nothing like 
the beauty of God's creation. We all love to be wild, but I can tell you today, you're missing out on a whole lot, amen, when the ordinary, when the simple fails to reach you. We all love to be wild, but we're missing out. We're missing out on the wonderful things that God wants to show us when the simple fails to reach us. Now, go on ahead and put your toes under your feet or under your chairs for a second. Don't put them under your feet. Put them under your chair. Because I'm going to pastor for just a second. I don't want you to get all upset on me. Huh? We all love to be wild. We all love these big things that make us go, ooh. Right? But we fail to allow God to speak to us through the little things. Can I tell you, this is the reason why we got a 100 folks in the house of God on Sunday, but 50 on Tuesday. (laughs) I told you I was going to pastor for a minute. I warned you before I did it. Praise God. What what better pastor could you have today? It's the reason why we got 100 on Sunday and 50 on Tuesday is because some people are just about being wild. Some people are just about goosebumps. This is the reason why we want a conference message, but we don't want a Bible study. This is the reason why we'll jump up and down when we sing, get up out of that grave, but we don't want no amazing grace. My God. Because some people just all about getting wild all the time. Can I tell you, heaven ain't going to be filled with people that just want to be wild all the time. No, sir. No, ma'am. Heaven's going to be filled with people that are faithful. Heaven's going to be filled with people that serve God when they don't feel like it. Heaven's going to be filled with people that prioritize living for God. Heaven's going to be filled, amen, with people that it don't matter who's preaching. They just want to hear the word of God. Come on, somebody. This is the reason why you want to go to church when your favorite preacher is preaching. But when somebody else is preaching, you don't care whether you go to church or not. My God, these things ought not to be today. Come on, I'm telling you today, we're living in a wild type world. Let me tell you something. That is a false world. That is not a reality today. You are, the truth of the matter is, living for God is not always going to wow you. Living for God is not always going to cause you to stand back and say, oh, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. No, sir. No, ma'am. Sometimes you're going to have to buckle down. Let me tell you something. Goosebumps ain't never got nobody to heaven. Uh-uh. You know what will get you to heaven? Faithfulness will get you to heaven. Come on, you know what to get you in, in right standing with God? Faithfulness to get you in right standing with God today. Listen, he's still God even when you're not getting wild. He's still a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. Come on, not, not just when they feel like it. Not just when it's convenient to them. Not just when everything's going good for them. Because the God of the extraordinary is, uh, uh, the God of the extraordinary is still the God of the ordinary. Huh? Come on. The God of the extraordinary is still the God of the ordinary. Amen. And listen, the word of God asks for our consideration of some simple things. The word of God asks for our consideration, I remember growing up as a boy, I remember 
hearing Sister Mickey sing all the time that old song, Consider the Lily. It don't toil or spare. The Word of God calls for us to consider some ordinary things, some simple things, some beautiful things. The Word of God asks for our consideration of the lilies. It asks for our consideration of the snowflake and the locust and the ant and the coney or the rabbit. And yes, even the spider. You can learn a lot from small things if you pay attention. Come on, you can learn a lot from small things if you pay attention. The problem is we all got our sights set on the big things, on the wow things, on the extraordinary things, and God wants to speak to us in the extraordinary and in the ordinary. I can envision today, Sister Wanda, David sitting somewhere in a mountain. And as he's sitting there meditating upon the Lord, he sees a heart or a deer prancing across the rough terrain. And as David sits there and he looks over and he sees this heart or this hind, the Bible calls it, it begins to climb the rough, rocky terrain like it's nothing. And as David sits there, he's like, man, look at that thing. It ain't even slowing down. It's climbing those rocks and those hills and everything like it ain't even nothing. Amen. And I can see David sitting there envisioning the hoof of that hind as his soul begins to cry out and says, the Lord maketh my feet like hind's feet. <laughs> Woo. He's envisioning, he's looking, and he sees that hind just climbing and going, getting higher and higher and higher. And he says, man, the Lord has been good to me. The Lord has made my feet like hind's feet. The Lord is the one that calls my feet not to slip when the road gets rough, when the road gets rocky, when things get hard. The Lord maketh my feet like hind's feet. The Lord calls our attention to the ordinary Sometimes to the simple, when you can only see God in big things, you got a problem. Let me tell you something as simply put as this. He woke you up this morning. He woke you up this morning. He put food on your table this week. Those clothes you got on your back, you don't deserve them. God gave them to you. That car you drove to church, it's a gift from the Almighty. That home you sleep in, that bed you snooze in, it's a gift from God today. And we got to learn to see God not just in the extraordinary, but also in the ordinary. I can see David sitting there watching that hind climb those rocks. And he said, man, the Lord gave me feet like he did that hind. When the road, when it gets tough, when it gets rocky, when it gets rough, when it gets hard, the Lord will keep my feet from slipping. The Lord maketh my feet like hinds feet. I can see Job sitting there having lost everything he had, including his children, including his wife, including his home, including his finances, including his flocks. And one day Job is sitting around and all of a sudden he sees an ostrich. 
And the ostrich comes and she lays an egg and she covers it in the sand and she walks away from the egg. She leaves the chick like it meant nothing to her. She leaves the baby chick unattended. She is hardened almost to the point that it seems as if it's not her young. And Job is sitting there watching these things, having lost it all. And he says, for the life of me, I cannot understand how she could leave her baby to be trampled under feet. How she could leave her baby there to be eaten by the predators. Church, can I tell you today, it's the small things you better learn to see God in. If you want to hear from God, it's the small things you better be thankful for. It's the little things that God does for you. It's the small things that God wants to behold his glory and show you his glory in. I can see Job wondering why that ostrich would leave that egg to be devoured, having lost his own. Our text today points us to a place. Our text today paints us a picture. Our text today opens the gate of the king's palace. It walks us into an elaborate setting where all things are gold, all things are silver, all things are decorated and ornate. All things are beautiful and fancy and priceless. The architecture is amazing and historic. Come on. Everything is decorated and ornate. The paintings on the wall are from famous artists. It's here in this place. The servants have more than most. The the people are dressed in their finest. Here we stand gazing And all of these wonderful, marvelous things. It's here that da Vinci and Michelangelo wow people with some of their finest works. In the king's palace. In the king's palace is where we find ourselves in the picture that the word of God has painted us today. The people are dressed in their finest. All things are ornate. We stand around gazing at the architecture. This week, my pastor is over in France, and I've been checking out all of the pictures he's been posting all over Facebook. The architecture in that country is amazing. You can imagine if you're standing in the king's palace. Anybody ever been in a castle or a palace? Nobody in this church ever been in a castle or a palace? Me neither. We'll go sometime. But I want to. But here we stand in the king's palace and all things are decorated. All things are beautiful. All things are ornate. And we stand here gazing at all of these beautiful things. We stand here gazing on all of these grand things. But the word of God doesn't point us towards these fantastic things. But the word of God steers our attention away from all of this grand, all of this beauty. And the word of God steers us off to the side where a small spider is weaving its web. A small spider is climbing the wall 
a small spider is spinning her silk in the corner of the king's palace. And this is where the word of God turns our attention to. It steers us away from the grand and the splendor and the amazing, and it puts our eyes upon the simple spider in the corner. The Bible draws our attention to something that people in the palace view as an intruder. Come on. Uh, We had a spider at our house the other day. You should have seen all them women freaking out. He's the biggest intruder ever got into your house, right? Nobody likes a spider unless something's off. I've seen people have pet spiders, but nobody likes a spider. You can imagine in the king's palace, these people are viewing this spider as an intruder. To the people in the palace, the spider is a loathsome, a disgusting, and an uninvited invader. She doesn't belong there. She doesn't belong in the king's palace. She should have spun her web down in the dungeon somewhere. She should have spun her web down in the cellar somewhere. She don't belong in the king's palace. Here, the Bible steers our attention Something so simple, something so loathsome, something so disgusting, something so uninviting. This is not a place for her. She belongs in the basement. She belongs in the dungeon or in the cellar. Somebody quick, get a broom and kill that spider. Somebody quick, get a broom, get a shoe if you have to. She doesn't belong in this grand setting, but a careful observation A careful consideration of the spider would amaze even those who despise her. Come on, uh, we don't realize that just because she's small doesn't mean that she's intricate or that she's disgusting or that she's not intricate or that she's not complicated. Listen, let, let me scare the ladies for just a moment. Did you know that research shows that most of your life, you are never more, Sister Angie, than 10 feet away from a spider? You know what that means? There's probably one under your seat right now. <laughs> God. Don't, don't jump up. It ain't going to hurt you. Most of your life, you're never more than 10 feet away from a spider. Now, that's an interesting concept. Spiders are everywhere. Spiders are everywhere. Everywhere you go, everywhere you look, a spider is spinning her web somewhere. They're everywhere. Uh, Listen, they're probably under your seat right now. But something that I found amazing when I was studying about spiders this week is the silk of a spider is five times stronger, Brother Timmy, than steel in the same thickness. You know what that means? Scientists say that if an airplane was flying through the sky and a giant spider had spun its web the size of a pencil, it would stop an airplane in mid-flight. That's how strong the silk of us. Have anybody ever walked through a spider's web and that thing gets all over and you're trying to get it off? You're like, my Lord, I can't get this thing off of me. That's because 
a spider's web, the silk in a spider's web is one of the strongest things you could ever run into. Per size, it is stronger, five times stronger than steel. Here's one for the men. Did you know that spiders have blue blood? Blue blood. She said, ooh. Ew. Spiders have blue blood. Here, here's another one for the men, maybe, maybe for the ladies. Did you know that male spiders love to give gifts, Brother Brad, to the female? How many ladies in this church think your husband can meet, learn something from a spider? Uh-huh. Spiders love to give gifts unto their bride, if that's a thing for spiders. But they love to give gifts to the female spider, whether it be a fly or a, uh, or a what do you call it, a mosquito, or whether it be a piece of leaf. Sometimes they just bring trash to the female spider. If they can't find anything else to give them, they're going to bring something to the female spider because male spiders love to give gifts to female spiders. Here's another interesting fact, something I found very interesting about the spider is that the muscles in a spider's legs can only pull them inward. They cannot push their legs outward. They secrete a fluid. It's like a, kind of like a spider hydraulics. Once they squeeze in, they have to push out with this fluid in their body. It pushes their legs out. Now, that's the reason why when you see a dead spider, anybody ever seen a dead spider with his legs all out? They're always with their legs all curled up, right? The reason why you see spiders when they're dead with their legs all curled up is because there's no fluid left in their body to push their legs out. Because the muscles in their legs only pull in one way. Pastor, why are you telling us all these things? Why have you gone down a rabbit trail about spiders? I'm telling you this because I want you to know that just because something is small doesn't mean that it's not spectacular. I'm coming to tell you today that just because something is small don't mean it's insignificant. I come to tell you today, regardless of how insignificant you consider yourself, God sees you as a mighty man of valor today. Regardless of where you come from, what you've been through, what you're going through right now, the Lord wants to do great things in your life. And even the spider belongs in the king's palace. Even the spider belongs in the king's palace. Can I tell you today, it shouldn't always take gold and silver to get your attention It shouldn't always take historic architecture to wow you. It shouldn't always take a starry sky to to get you in awe. Listen to me. Sometimes God wants us to see his glory in the little things that he does for us. You got a wife. You got a husband. You got a family. You got a home. You got a car. You got a job. You got health in your body. God's been good to you. Oh, clap your hands and let's magnify the Lord today. It would do you good to learn to see God in the small things. It would do you good today to learn to see God 
in the small thing. It's not always the amazing through which God speaks to us. Sometimes he speaks to us through the small things. The spider that was seen on the wall in the palace could have said, I can't weave a web that's worthy of this great palace. I don't belong here. What can I do amongst all of this gold and silver and embroidery? I'm not able to make anything fit for such a grand place as this. And so I'm not going to weave my web anymore. But that's not what the spider said. That's not what the spider did. The Bible says that the spider taketh hold with her hands. Oh, my God, what a lesson we can learn from just a simple thing as a spider today. The spider taketh hold with her hands as is in king's palaces. Come on. The spider said, just because I'm small don't mean I'm insignificant. The spider said, I'm going to do what... I got to do even if nobody recognizes me, even if nobody sees me down here in this little corner, I'm just going to keep on weaving my web. I'm going to do what I do even if it causes somebody to despise me. I'm going to do what I do even if some see me as loathsome, even if some see me as lowly, even if some see me as disgusting. I'm a spider, but I'm in the king's palace today, and I'm going to do what I do. Hallelujah. I might be a spider, but I ain't just any spider. I'm a spider in the king's palace. I'm a spider in the king's palace today. I'm a spider in the king's house. I'm, I'm going to abide in the king's house even if some don't want me there. I'm going to abide in the king's house even if sometimes I don't want to be there. I'm going to abide in the king's house. Come on. Hallelujah. Put that picture up on the screen, Brother Mike. It would do us well to be able to see God in the small things, church. Lately, I've been finding myself doing these things. It's something that I have pushed myself to look for God in the small things. The other day, I was walking out of my house, and as I come across my front sidewalk, I was looking over in my landscaping, and there was this bumblebee, and he just landed in my flowers, and he was pollinating. And I just stopped for a second and I just watched that be. Because I'm learning, I'm trying my best to allow God to show me in the small things. We can see God's goodness in the small things. The other day I was sitting on my mom and dad's front porch. We was having some porch time. Everybody loves porch time at Brother Claude and Sister Peg's house. We were having some porch time and... Mom went inside to get me a cup of coffee, and as I was sitting in the chair, I looked over to my right, and here was this hummingbird feeder. You can't see it unless our media guy's good enough to zoom in on it. But there are ants all over that sugar. Now, my mom doesn't buy nectar because she's a hillbilly. So she makes her own nectar out of sugar and water. For those of you who didn't know, that you can do that if you ain't got money to go buy nectar. Just put some sugar and some water and those hummingbirds will like it. She 
she put some sugar water in this hummingbird feeder. And as I'm sitting there waiting on my cup of coffee, me and dad sitting there talking for the car, I look over to the right and here's this hummingbird feeder and it's covered with ants. And I begin to think in my mind, Brother Timmy, that hummingbird feeder is hanging off the gutter. So I started thinking in my mind, what a job it must have been. What a long journey it must have been. What, how much climbing did those ants have to do to get from that ground, up that block, on that porch, up that pillar, over that gutter, or over that soffit, up that gutter, and down to that hummingbird feeder? What a long journey that was. What a, what a trouble they went through just to get to that hummingbird feeder. Let me tell you something. God can speak to you in the small things today. I started in my mind as I was sitting there looking at that hummingbird feeder. I started thinking about in my mind how the Jesus left Gennesaret. And the Bible says he went to Tyre. Listen, the Bible says that he traveled over 35 miles one way just to get to the Syrophoenician woman so he could heal her. 35 miles to heal one person. That's what kind of God you serve today. He cares enough about you. It don't matter how far he's got to go to get to you. He's going to make the journey today. Oh, I think we ought to clap our hands and praise the Lord today. It's the small things. It's the little thing that God wants to speak to you in today. But you got to be willing to slow down a little bit. Let your mind work a little bit. Meditate upon the things of God a little bit. It's the small things. It's the little things. That's what kind of God you serve today. He traveled 35 miles to heal one poor woman. That's what kind of God we serve today. Jesus was humble. Jesus was lowly. Jesus made himself of no reputation. Jesus took upon himself the form of a servant. It's the little things that matter. It's the little things that matter. Church, what if the Levite in the Old Testament tabernacle refused to light the candle because he couldn't be the high priest? What if the hummingbird refused to sing her song because she don't get to soar like an eagle? What if the red bud decided she wasn't going to grow anymore and do her thing because she didn't get to be the white oak? I come to tell you today, just because you're small don't mean you're insignificant. Come on. God uses the small just as he does the big today. Amen. It's God that made you. It's God that breathed the breath of life in you. What if the raindrop refused to fall because it didn't get to be the great Niagara? Oh, there's great and there's small and God is in it all today. God is in the extraordinary and God is in the ordinary today. And the Lord wants to speak to us through the small things. Church, you are what God has made you. You are what God, you are who God has made you. 
in his likeness and in his image. In his likeness and in his image. You are what God has made you. And small is not insignificant. You belong in the king's house. And you don't have to behold all of heaven to see the glory of God. He's in the small things. He woke you up this morning. He gave you the money to pay your bills. He keeps your family safe. He put food on your table, health in your body, blood in your veins today. God is in the small things. We got to get rid of this folly that says, if I can't do great things, I'm not going to do nothing at all. We got to just be what God wants us to be today. We all got to play our part in the kingdom of God today. Oh, that we would just trade in that spirit of ingratitude for the spirit of thankfulness. We got to get rid of this folly today. Church, God knows. If you're lazy with one talent, you'll be lazy with two talents. God knows if you'll misuse $100, you'll misuse $1,000. God knows if you can't make one service a week, you can't make two services a week. God knows if you can't lift the calf, you can't lift the ox. God knows what you can do and what you cannot do. God is in the small things as well as he is in the big things. God knows he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Not when they want to, not when they don't, not when they feel like it, not when it's popular. Let me tell you something. The spider spins her jenny because that's what she was made to do. You are made to serve the Lord. You were made to worship God. You were made to praise him in his sanctuary. You were made to make a joyful noise unto the Lord today. Listen, it doesn't matter if what you're doing right now makes you feel like some kind of great king. What matters is God is in the small things. Small things are still spectacular. And as long as you're in the king's house, you're in a good place today. God is taking our attention away from the grand and from the beautiful and the ornate and he's placed it upon the small things today. God knows. God knows. You can't be a general until you've first been a captain. There's a process that God has put in place. Inch by inch, step by step, God is building character in his people. God is building character in his people. Whatever he calls you to do, you need to do it to the best of your ability. Do it with all your heart. Whether it's a great work or a small work, do it with all of your heart. If God gives you five talents, employ them all. If God gives you one talent, employ the one. But whatsoever God gives you to do, do it with all your heart. Do it with all your heart. Whatever you put your hands to do, do it with all of your heart. Hallelujah. Stand with me as the musicians come quickly. The spider in the palace. Can I tell you today... That even the repulsive, even the lowly, even the loathsome has the ability to climb high in elevated places. I was amazed, Sister Carolyn, when I looked over and I saw all of those ants had gone all the way to that roof 
just to come down to that sugar water. Even the loathsome, even the lowly has the ability to climb high. You're in the king's house today. You're not insignificant. You're not too small. There's nothing you could do in this house that is too lowly. I'm the pastor and I clean the toilets. I cleaned them Friday night so you could use them today. Even the lowly has the ability to climb high. In elevated places, just like those ants in that picture, just like that spider in that palace. Just because you're small doesn't mean that you have to remain low. That spider kept climbing, spinning. Sister Donna, climbing and spinning and climbing and spinning until one day, finally, it made it from that ground level down there in that corner where nobody saw her. She kept climbing, and she kept climbing, Dave, and she kept spinning until one day she was in the line of sight of the king. She had climbed in the king's palace to a level that the king recognized that she was there. Oh, I want him to know I'm here today. I want him to know I'm here today. I want him to know if I got to be a spider in the king's palace, if I got to keep spinning my web, if I got to keep spinning my jenny, even if people think I'm repulsive, even if people think I'm lowly and loathsome, even if people think I'm not worthy, I just want to be in the king's palace and I want to keep climbing and I want to climb and I want to climb until the Lord sees me there and he says, I see you. My good and faithful servant, that spider, that spider didn't belong there according to many. Just because you're small doesn't mean that you have to remain low. We would have killed that spider in that palace. We would have killed it. We would have said, give me a broom, give me a shoe, I'm going to kill that spider. But that spider would not be discouraged. She continued to weave. She continued to weave. And she continued to weave. She continued to climb. She continued to climb and she continued to climb. She went higher and higher until eventually the king saw her. The king saw her. And the king said... The spider taketh hold with her hands. She is in king's palaces. You have been elevated today, child of God, to the sight of the king in this house. We're going to open these altars today. If there's anybody in this house that will say, I'll be ordinary as long as God is ordinary. As long as God is in the ordinary. As long as God will show me, I want to look for him in the ordinary. I want to see God in the big things, and I want to see God in the small things. I want to see God in the extraordinary, and I want to see God in the ordinary. I want to see God in everything in my life. 
I want to see him move. I want to see him work. I want to see him touch every aspect of my life, from my wife to my children to my finances to my health to my church to my friends to my job. Whatever I'm doing, I want the Lord to be in it. I want to be in the king's house, and I want the king to see me there. Come on, child of God, get out of that seat and come to the front of this church and begin weaving your web today. Climb up and say, Lord, I'm here. I want you to see me. I want you to know I love you. I'm here, Lord. I'm small, but I'm not insignificant. I'm here, Lord, and I'm going to keep climbing, and I'm going to keep climbing, and I'm going to keep climbing. Some people don't think I am what I'm supposed to be, but, Lord, I'm in your house today. I'm in your house today. Lord, see me. Lord, hear me. Lord, touch me. If I got to be a spider in the king's palace, as long as I get to be in the king's palace tonight. Hallelujah. These altars are open as we sing this song unto the Lord. Get out of that seat. Come to the front of this church. Seek the Lord today. You're not insignificant, you're not low. You're, listen, you're not near, you're, you're more than nothing today. You're somebody. You're in the king's house. You're in the king's palace today. And even the spider is something special in the king's palace. Would you worship the Lord with us all over this?